0: Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Anshad.net. Live poetry reading. Information note to schools on AON process. I don't think I've come up with a more boring um, title for a podcast episode before information note to schools on AON process, um, but bear with me because this uh, circular information note, uh, which landed in principals' inbox um, on Thursday the twentieth of October, um, has an interesting story behind it. I'm gonna do a live poetry reading of this document and maybe tell you a little bit what I know um, about this weird uh, situation involving the assessment of need, a court case, and why the NCSE are now involved. Um, Bear with me as I go through it uh, and try and make the most boring title in the world somewhat palatable to the human ear. Hello, hello, this is Simon Lewis from If I Were the Minister for Education from Nash, a weekly podcast which takes some aspect of the Irish primary education system and uh, tries to make sense of it but also what changes I would make if I were the Minister for Education. Um, Every week I, as I said, I pick a different subject but sometimes I do these things called live poetry readings when an interesting circular or an interesting information note in this case or something that is kind of current comes out and I read it live uh, giving my own comments uh, to it. Now. You might wonder why I would read out uh, something called Information Note on Schools on AON. Um, It's a bit of a, a, well, I don't know if it's a juicy topic, but I want to uh, read this one. It's a very short um, information note because it's kind of important um, due to, I guess, what has been described as a national scandal uh, for children with additional needs. And um, I'd absolutely agree with it. I want to set it in some context before I do uh, read it. So this is going to be a fairly, hopefully, very short episode of the podcast. Uh, you'll have to forgive the sound of children in the background. I'm not doing this during the school day, so don't worry. But we do run an after-school club in my school, and the sounds in the background are not. Nice. It's a nice, uh, cheerful uh, background noise to a very serious uh, topic. But I, I'm recording this late in the afternoon while uh, some children are in the after-school club from my office, so... Um, sorry for any background noise there, but it's, it's nice background noise, I guess. Um, I'm, just to root this story, uh, basically, because today uh, is the 20th of October, and about 15 minutes ago, I received an email uh, to my inbox uh, from uh, the Department of Education uh, which is an information note around uh, it's basically a report on education needs for the purpose of assessment of need disability act 2005 and um, which might mean very little to you if you have uh, if unless you have children with additional needs in your school uh, and most uh, schools do but there are a number of children in ireland who um have i've, I've, I've basically been faced with this uh, i suppose what's known as a as a scandal um and i'm going to read uh an article before i get into this from the irish examiner back in um 2020 the end of 2020 december 2020 so uh, we're looking at the pandemic times uh so you might have missed this you, because covid was in the news pretty much um for the uh, you know pretty much all the time and when we were talking about schools Uh, It was all about COVID rather than this. And this really should have been the big headline story. And it involves a solicitor called Gareth Noble, who will be very familiar to parents uh, of children with additional needs. Um, A a huge advocate, um, I would say, for uh, families... Who have children with additional needs. And essentially this article from the Irish Examiner, and it was in the Irish Times and all the other papers really, uh, but didn't get the coverage it probably deserved. Um, it called Assessment of Need Backlog for Children a National Scandal. Now that might ring true with you, because as we all know, children um, with additional needs are on a backlog of waiting lists that can go on for years. But the assessment of need is slightly different because Um, A promise was made to all families in Ireland that a child who uh, would need an assessment of need would have to legally no longer wait for more than six months to get that, and ultimately that didn't happen. So I'm going to read the article, um, possibly in full, um, just to see what you think uh, of it. As I said, this is uh, I got this information out about 15 minutes ago and I'm just kind of going on a little bit of background that I know there's probably more to this than I'm going to say, but it might just give you a flavor of, uh, I guess, why you got this note if you're a school principal and uh, maybe a little bit of background and you may actually have some uh, children in your care, um, I suppose, uh, involved in this. And I'll tell you a little bit uh, about what to expect if you are So the uh, article is a lawyer who's represented families trying to secure services for their children amid chronic HSE backlogs has told an Oireachtas committee that delays in assessment of need is a national scandal. Gareth Noble of KOD Lines was speaking before the Joint Oireachtas Committee on Children, Disability, Equality and Integration and said efforts by the HSE to change the current AON system threatened to make a bad situation worse. The AON system has been beset by problems in recent years and the most recent figures show that more than 6,000 overdue applications at the end of September and additional funding has been secured to try and figure it all out. So basically, um, I suppose... What uh, this is, I suppose, the scandal of this is really—it's a national scandal. Ninety-one percent of children do not receive their assessments within the time frame prescribed and mandated by law," said Mr. Noble, and has led to untold and ongoing damage, stress, and real prejudice to children. Now, I don't know if I need to go on a little bit more, but he says it, is, it cannot be dressed up as being anything other than a breach of their rights. Now, as we all know. And uh, this, this may be I don't think this will come as a surprise to anybody uh, living in Ireland. Uh, uh, we seem to ha- take I don't know, we seem to be allow- we seem to allow um, human rights abuses of children as not as important as human rights abuses of adults in this country. When it co- I speak about this a lot on the podcast, um, how children are routinely put into classrooms where their human rights are routinely ignored on a daily basis and in generally I'm speaking about this it's not just uh, their um, additional needs this is about religious rights or lack of religious uh, lack of religion the rights of someone to be in a classroom where they are indoctrinated into a faith against their family's will and against their own will and it is a breach of their human rights and it goes on all the time and it's amazing amazingly people forget people don't see this as a big deal and I think we could the same. Guilt could be put upon us when it comes to children with additional needs. We routinely accept that children with additional needs are not given the support that they need, and um, I've spoken about this actually on uh, last week's uh, podcast episode, where I talked about my meeting with uh, somebody who told me to make to make my professional judgment on children. Um, in my care, who I who need supports, of which ones should and shouldn't get it under my professional judgment, and I wasn't very happy about that. And I spoke a lot um, about why that was the case. So this is uh, a scandal, a national scandal, um, that, uh, of the assessment of needs. Is children who are uh, young children who are supposed to have um, all their um, needs met. Uh, there's a, a multidisciplinary team that is supposed to see them and uh, basically recommend uh, what's needed for them and for those things to happen. So that could be speech and language therapy, it could be uh, a occupational therapy, it could be psychology, it could be anything. And the thing is, the dil- uh, and I'm going to quote again from Garth uh, Noble here. The dilemma faced by many parents when their children are not meeting their development milestones, are presenting with challenges, are being left behind by their peers, where they may be non, where they may be non-verbal, unable to perform basic tasks independently, totally reliant on their caregivers. Is how best to proceed the need me- need to meet the needs of the- their children in a timely manner. The Disability Act provides them with a mechanism to achieve a pathway to progress. Sadly, however, it is not just the left- But the spirit of this legislation that has been and continues to be bypassed, circumnavigated and routinely ignored. And he's absolutely correct in what he's saying. He said um, that effectively it's just not happening. Um, They have in effect sought to kick the can down the road in the proper assessment of children and have sought to do so in a blatant and cynical way. Really strong language here uh, from Gareth Noble here. Um, And it says under this new model, the new model that's been proposed, children will no longer be assessed As they have heretofore under the Act, there will be no multidisciplinary assessments which seek to determine what the Act requires, i.e. to determine whether or not the child has a disability and the extent of those needs. Instead, we have a triage system where an initial assessment will be conducted to ascertain where further assessments are required. The child in need of of an ASD assessment will not have that assessment commenced or completed within the six-month time limit prescribed by law or at all. Instead, the HSE have sought to include such assessment in service statements, which they which they then claim are subject to resources. So essentially, what the HSC tried to do, by the sounds of things, was to try and kick the can down the line, effectively until children got to school in a way, and then um, it was up to uh, uh, services like NEPS to make these assessments, other than the HSC from doing them. And in a way, what's happened as a result of that is schools. Uh, were finding themselves overwhelmed by children uh, with additional needs, with absolutely no supports. Thanks, uh, in part, to the NCSE, who who came up with this madcap idea that children could just attend school, be thrown into the deep end of a swimming pool with zero supports, because nobody needed an assessment. And in order to get the actual genuine supports to a school, you do need assessments. You you know this this nonsense of well we don't want to be asses- we don't want we don't want to be assessment We need to be needs led. But I mean when the school comes in and says I have all these needs the first question you're asked is well where's their assessments and you're like well they don't have any because you said we don't need any anymore oh well sorry you know there's nothing for you and this um, mad algorithm of just calculating uh, you know these almost random hours to schools uh, it just doesn't work for you know and the National Principals Forum would have uh, surveyed um, over 400 schools and um, found that actually children today are receiving an average of twenty one percent less support than they would have done back in the older system when um, children were uh, where it was assessment uh, led. now that it's needs met needs led, it's an average of twenty one percent fewer hours of support given to schools. so it's an absolute mess. and ultimately, I guess what happened? was um, uh, the judgment uh, went in favour of uh, Gareth Noble and his uh, representing all these families. And uh, fast forward a couple of years later, <laughs> guess who's now responsible for ensuring this all happens to the school-aged children? Well, if you were putting uh, anybody in charge of fixing this problem, well, the first place I wouldn't go to would be the NCSC. But guess who's been put in charge of it? Well, yes, it's the NCSE. And unfortunately, that means uh, that we now have an information note in uh, to our schools, basically saying that um, the NCSE are in charge of this um, process. And I'm going to tell you um, what they've said. I'm going to read this live poetry reading of information note um, number two of 2022. They're not doing circulars anymore. Circulars are, uh, it's interesting, again, the language of information notes rather than circulars. By rights, this is basically a circular. It's not really an information note. But anyway, let's uh, let's have a look at it. And I'm gonna read most of this. In fact, I'm gonna probably read all of it. Uh, it's not very interesting, but hopefully my explanations might be slightly interesting. And if nothing else, at least you have the uh, nice background noise to keep you cheered um, as I'm reading this about half four on a Thursday afternoon. So uh, basically, this is a report of Education Needs for the Purpose of Assessment of need. Disability Act 2005, the one that was blatantly ignored by the HSE. So the introduction and purpose. Um, The assessment of need is a statutory process under the Disability Act 2005 where the Health Service Executive, HSE, reports on the health needs and more recently the education needs of a child or young person. The aim of this information note is to inform schools of the recent changes to the AON process, thanks to this legal case by the way, and roles and responsibilities of the National Council for Special Education, the NCSE and schools. Funnily enough, schools now will have responsibilities. This is going to add to our workload what a surprise uh, if you want to rewind back to last week or the week before where i was talking about these things that are just thrust upon, thrust upon schools with uh, uh, despite the fact that we've had nothing to do with the problem this is systematic nonsense from the hsc that they've managed to ab- to essentially mess up really badly uh, when it comes to children with additional needs and of course isn't it schools that are going to have to fix it all so let's look at the background all children or young people born after on or after the 1st of june 2002 are eligible to apply for an assessment of need under the disability act in 2005 following a legal judgement in 2021 the ncse now has the responsibility to nominate an appropriate person to carry out an assessment of education needs on behalf of the HSE under the AOM process. Now, I think that's an important sentence. There was a legal judgment that the NCSC now has the responsibility. Now, the NCSC never had anything to do with assessments. And this is really kind of an interesting thing. I don't know why the NCSC are responsible because they can't organize anything. Um, if I was, I mean, if I picked anyone, it wouldn't be them, but they now have the responsibility, they've an added responsibility to nominate an appropriate person to carry out assessments of educational needs so they're now responsible for the first time of nominating uh, people to carry out assessments of needs which is a weird weird thing because it really isn't anything they were supposed to do. they were supposed to organize uh, children into uh, uh, give, uh, organize appropriate supports for children with additional needs now they're getting into the whole idea of assessment which is not the remit until now and it's 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 to me it's quite worrying because they're really bad at giving the supports. They're really bad. I mean, awful at giving the supports. So now they're going to be uh, responsible for nominating. I, I don't see this going well. Um, so, if the HSE assessment officer forms the opinion that that there may be a need for an education service to be provided to an applicant under whatever the section eight of the Disability Act, she or he will request the NCSE to nominate a person with the appropriate expertise to assist in carrying out the assessment of education needs. Now. Um, look, no, I'll carry on. I was going to uh, interject here. So basically, if there's an educational element to it, the NCSE have to nominate a person. I'm, I'm intrigued uh, about this. Under the Disability Act, the NCSE is now legally obliged to assist the assessment officer, if requested, and is required to nominate a person with the appropriate expertise to carry out an assessment of education needs. This is a little bit worrying um, before I get to it. I haven't read the rest of it, so I'm going to carry on. Section three, assessment of education needs. Identification of education needs is central to the way schools, aha, provide for the inclusion and participation of all students and provide an education which is appropriate to students' ability. So here we go again about our professional judgment. They're bringing us into it, um, I think, in a way. Well, maybe not. Here we are, schools use their available resources to ensure that the education needs of all students, including those with a disability or other special education needs, are identified and supported. Now that's really difficult for schools to do. We're responsible for using the available resources, which are few and far between, to ensure that all students' educational needs are met. Now that is like... (laughs) that's like basically um this is the loaves and fishes problem that happens in schools to use a biblical term that is pretty much like me being let, let's let's make an analogy of a restaurant okay we've got a restaurant with a hundred tables and um, so let's say a hundred seats just to make it easier and basically given 40 meals Um, and they said you need to feed all your customers that's what it's saying basically schools are being asked to um, basically feed all their children with not enough resources but anyway I'll go on um, the AON assessment of education need is informed by school based information so here we go the school is going to have to give the information schools are now advised that the data required to complete the report of education needs for the purpose of AON is contained in a student support plan uh, which details the students education needs that's identified by the school so the school is now going to have to so I'm wondering where the NCSE are involved here. In the instances where students do not have identified education needs, schools nominated a person will report this information back to the NCSE as part of the AON process. So basically what the NCSE now are asking schools to do is provide them with a school student support plan. Now I know a little bit more about this uh, than you might, might 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 think um because i um, and i will I'll, I'll share i'll tell you what i know about this uh, as when i can so um let me let me keep going because i, I will i will get onto this in a little bit Okay, if requested to assist the HSE on on the AON process, the NCSE will forward to the school a form entitled Report of Education Needs for the Purpose of Assessment of Needs Disability Act 2005. So the NCSE actually don't have to do any work except for forwarding a form onto the school. And if forwarded to the school for completion, this form should be completed by the principal or a teacher nominated by the school principal. So again, the trickle-down effect, another job, someone who's familiar with the student. For example, the class teacher or the special education teacher. So what are we doing again? We are adding extra workload onto schools because of a failure, systematic failure of the HSE. That's what's happening, guys. Um, We are being asked to, in a way, in a way rescue a failing failed system instead of fixing the system schools are being asked um, to actually you know help the failing system let's go the ncse will specify the date whereby a school or nominated person is obliged to return this report on education needs for the purpose of assessment needs since this is a statutory process there is a requirement for schools or nominated person to return the form to the ncse within the stated time frame so basically there's no way out of doing this um, and we're basically you're doing it. So, there you go. And then finally it says, please ensure the contents of this information note are brought to the attention of all members of the Board of Management, who just, they'll go, and their their job will be to say, grand. And, um, I mean, because they don't have to do anything. And then all relevant staff in the school, so that is not something, that is not the grand bit. Further information guidance on this process can be found on the department website, which is here. Um. And I just clicked on the Department of Education's website. And you know what? Um, there really isn't much to see. I see it there in publications. So I'm going to read it. So it's basically the report of education needs for the purpose of disability. So I, I have it here. And basically, there's a lot of, there's a few documents here. Now, I haven't read any of this. It basically talks, um, it goes through uh, the legal judgment, which means we have to do it. Uh, there's the information note to school, which I've just read out to you. And then there's this form. So I want to tell you about this form. Um, I'm gonna download it here uh, so you can see it. So basically this form, now I saw an early version of this form and I made some recommendations um, about this form. Now the reason I saw this form was we were one of the schools which were affected and uh, two people from the NCSC and and an educational psychologist came down with the form and we went through it with them and we said, this isn't going to work, this isn't going to work, this isn't going to work. And now I'm looking at it for the first time, and effectively what I am seeing is they have made minor, if I'm being generous here, minor changes. This is a ridiculous, an eight-page document now that um, we have to fill in. And essentially what they're saying in this document, I'm gonna go through it, is that we now have to basically tell the NCs, because the NCSC have no idea who these children are because they basically uh, said, we're no longer going to be assessment needs, so they don't know who children are. We now have to fill in all this information for them. It is a PDF, uh, it's, I suppose it's a, uh, it's a PDF which would fill in. We have to um, type in all the students' details, whether uh, whether are in the special class, has the school identified education needs for the student, have the parents and guardians been and consulted. Um, the date student support file first opened. So essentially you're not going to be doing this um, in junior infants. So again, this is kicking the can. It's still kicking the can down the line. A student support file doesn't generally happen in junior infants um, very often, unless it's an extreme case. Um, so basically it uh, asks for the education needs um, that have not been identified for the student. I confirm the purposes of this uh, have not been identified for this, so this is if you've got no needs. Um, and then it's if you do have it. And there's a big checklist of uh, things that you need to have done. Uh, and you tell them if you've done them or not. Um, and any other data. Then it talks about literacy, maths and numeracy needs, language communication needs, which are basically the same thing as your you know, literacy. I don't know why they do this. Um, summary of uh, students' priority education needs. Summary of students' priority education needs. These are all repetition, repetition, repetition. We'd told them to stop we, we, when we did this. Uh, they said they only want a hundred words as well. It's hilarious. They are this, this. If you're looking at tick the box exercises, this is yet another tick the box exercise. So essentially, even if we have massive concerns and we want to share them with, uh, with the thing, we have a hundred words to do it, uh, because they're not going to allow any more than a hundred words. And you've got like about six boxes to do that and then it gives you 250 words. The, the school has identified that certain st- this child has education needs in the area of, and they have it. So you're effectively repeating the same stuff. Now I know, because this is what we were told when these people came down, that everything you write from page one to six is going to be completely ignored by the NCSE. The only thing they're actually going to read is this 250 word summary, which they're essentially going to lift directly from the school and put it into a report and somebody somewhere is going to be, will do something with it. I have no idea what they're going to do with it. And um, and it has to be signed by three people. Again, we said to them, just have one person. But again, they completely ignored that. So three people are supposed to be, um, are, are going to be declared, uh, there's three positions, which will mean schools will probably go, well, we have to have three people and the principal has to sign it. It's ludicrous. I, I, I'm more across now because we actually, because we were, we were involved in this in the very early days, we told them they needed to change this document and they went off ensuring us that they would do it and they didn't. They basically planted the same silly document um, that is effectively going to be ignored by, like the first six pages are going to be ignored, genuinely are going to be ignored by the person who's looking at this and essentially all they're looking for schools to do is do their job for them. That's what we're being asked to do. And it's a 250 word summary of uh, the needs that the child has, which are basically a repetition of the first six boxes. We told them, oh, it's so annoying. We, um, we actually told them, will you please get rid of that last box? because it's absolutely unnecessary. And what's, and schools are just going to become extremely frustrated uh, when they have to fill this in, because it's thousands of pupils around the country. It's really, really frustrating to see that they actually, after we had, I went, and myself, and my deputy went to, the, went to the bother of telling them, look, we're trying to help you out here. We did this in a nice way. Um, anyway, they, they, they failed, as always, i just don't understand why they bothered coming down when they weren't going to actually take on board what we said um and, and but anyway they have a guidance document or a guidance note for this so i, I mean i'll go through this um, it's basically the same thing um if you've got a newly enrolled student um, in junior infants you should proceed on the current knowledge of the school you're not going to know these children so you know i'm basically oh, it's so disappointing and there here they are basically going through the document of what you need to do. Rather than changing it to be useful, um, their guidance document just tells you what to do in each in each section. Um it's really useful. It's really useless. Um, it's really it's frustrating to see it. The guidance note just tells you how to fill in a form because we don't know how to do that, and then you have to send it off to an So, guys, uh, folks, you're gonna be getting this um soon because there will be children in your school that will have done uh, will be involved in this. I know we have two at least uh, coming to us in the, probably in the not, not too distant future. We've already filled out this for others because we didn't do it in the particular color uh, that this form is in. I, I don't know what's gonna happen. But folks, uh, essentially, if you're a principal, you're gonna be getting this eight page document to fill in about a student. You may not even know anything about the student because it could be a new enrollment um, and, and, um, but you'll be given a timeframe to get to know the student. Um, look, um, it's uh, this is just the same nonsense and that we have to deal with the schools all the time the hsc can't do their job properly there's a court case the court case rules that somehow and i don't know in this case why um, the NCSE has to have responsibility. They're the most useless organisation I, 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 you could ever come across, as a result of the NCs doing it, because the NCSE has no details on children. They then have to ask schools to provide them with the information. They don't. They genuinely don't want a lot of the information that's there. We were when we were doing this with the. Um, with the psychologist and the person in the NCC, they were like, oh, no, we don't want this info. We don't want to know this. We don't want to know this. We don't want to know this. And in the end, what they want is a 250-word report, which they're essentially going to copy and paste into some other report, and that will become that will become the report. They won't actually have to do anything. They're just processing um, data instead of actually going and doing their job too. They're going to make schools do their job for them. I, I, to be honest with you, I really, really don't understand... I don't really understand why. Like, and, and the thing is, I don't think there'll be any pushback from the people that should be pushing back. I'm talking to you, INTO, CPSMA, IPPN, and, and well, actually, nabs me, really. Um, forget what I just said. There'll be no pushback from them. And ultimately, schools are going to be left with another job, which is going to become a regular occurrence because the HSE can't do their job properly the ncsc aren't able to do their job properly because they're useless and um, so they have to rely on schools then to do the job for them and we'll just end up doing it because that's what we do so essentially uh, i started this off uh, sort of puzzled i've done my live poetry reading i can't believe the document i saw that came it actually was the exact replica of the document and um, that i personally and um, put a lot of my own personal time into to help the ncs out and they completely ignored it i'm actually not someone who gives out about the ncs SE and does nothing about it i actually went out of my way to help them and um, you know make it more useful for schools and they just blatantly ignored it so there you have it that's what we're looking into uh, folks uh, in terms of this aon uh, thing uh that's the explanation for it that's the background to it and um, that's what's coming down the road um, i'm sure you'll be uh, getting a number of these letters uh, in the next few weeks or months ahead in fact i imagine it's weeks now because i believe the deadline has already passed and they probably got an extension based on this thing that they had to get their act together to get this to schools so ultimately i, I suppose what i'm saying to you everyone is uh, expect you've got another work another lot uh, another bit of work to be doing uh, that i'm sure you didn't say that we didn't sign up to thanks to incompetence from people above us and um yeah, enjoy it, enjoy it, everyone. More work. So there you have it. Um, I guess there's another, no, more of it for us. Um, I don't know if there'll be any pushback from it. If you are a member of your, if you're a member of your union, an active member in your union, you might get onto your union and sort of say, lads, come on. I know this is a statutory thing. I know there's not much you can do, but why is this another yet another thing? Uh, 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 but put put on schools it was put on the NCSE to do the NCSE aren't able to do their job surely we could have a little bit of pushback basically make it a little bit hard for them could we not make it a little hard for them and um, but no I don't think we will we'll just end up being told to do it uh, or we'll get some sort of uh, message from the IPPN each girl saying you know this is what you have to do lads no kind of apologies or no kind of this is just yet another piece of workload set upon principals uh, to do and sent and trickle down to teachers who are working hard enough without having to do some agency's work for them because they're so incompetent. Anyway, look, that's it. I, uh, I was hoping to do something actually nice this week. I have a really nice um, episode coming up about Finland, uh, the Finnish education system. Uh, but uh, I wasn't able to get to that because of this bombshell that has landed on our desks. I wanted to get to it. It's an emergency, I guess we have to get to it. So a live poetry reading that ends with a massive rant. Um, thank you for listening to it and we'll be back again next week, hopefully with something nice unless some other bombshell comes of it. Um, listen, thanks for listening. All the very best. Bye-bye.